Welcome to That's Marketing Baby, the weekly show where two marketing besties talk all things marketing in the world of B2B and B2C. I'm your co-host, Susan Winograd, and I've spent over 20 years in marketing focusing on paid media and email marketing. And I'm Jess Cook, copywriter and creative director turned content marketer. Every week, we'll tackle a topic that's on our minds and hopefully yours too. Ready? Let's go. That's Marketing Baby is brought to you by Aircule. Aircule is an agency that helps small content teams get control of their SEO, analytics, and content strategy. Susan and I have both worked with the Aircule team. They're amazing. They're super smart, and their free app, Atimo, tells you what content is performing, what isn't, and what to work on next. My favorite feature are knowing what pages are my wallflowers. These are pages with good engagement that aren't getting much traffic. Then I can figure out what to do next. Check it out at otimo.cool. That's O-T-T-I-M-O dot C-O-O-L. And now on to the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of That's Marketing, Baby. Today, we're doing something a little bit different, you know, between being moms and both working full time and travel and life. Susan and I are not able to get together crazily enough, even remotely, to (laughs) record an episode in the next couple of weeks. So we'll be coming to you solo with a couple special solo episodes starting right now with this one here. And this might be something you do in the future if it goes well. It's just a little something different. And, you know, we just want to keep the goodness going and coming to you all. So today I thought I would jump on and I would talk a bit about something that I'm pretty passionate about and have some background in. And that is why and how B2B marketers need to think like B2C creatives. I, again, have a a background in kind of ad agency and B2C branding and and advertising. And so I think the majority, vast early part of my career was spent, you know, copywriting and doing creative direction for B2C brands like Kellogg and, and Kimberly Clark. And it led me to think a little bit differently when I became a B2B marketer. I still have, you know, some of those tendencies from B to C kind of land in me and how I think and how I craft ideas and all of that good stuff. So I just want to just share some thinking on that today, basically. And I came up with like four things that just make a ton of sense that feel like they translate for me into things that B2B marketers should be doing more of in order to really break through. I think something that we all really admire about really great B2C creative work is that it breaks through so much that sometimes it becomes part of like pop culture, right? It becomes part of the daily vernacular of people, not so much, you know, around the water cooler anymore, but definitely like something that gets talked about, right? And I I don't know if we've seen that very much in B2B. There might be a few kind of anomalies here and there. Maybe Slack even, for instance, who, you know, has kind of that that sound of like the the rattle knock kind of thing. And I know they played that in their Super Bowl commercial last year right? I think that that they took kind of that audio logo, if you will, and made a big moment with that. So anyway, just wanted to kind of 
get some thinking down and get some thoughts down for you all. I'm like, what is it about B2C marketing that B2B marketers can use to make their, their marketing better? So the first thing I came up with was B2C creatives study the greats. And what I mean by that is like, they know their advertising and their marketing history. They have seen all of the, you know, the great commercials. They know all of the great print ads, agencies that were really hot during certain times and the work that was coming out of them. They know which agencies work on which brands and, and they look into the stories of like how they came up with that idea, right? So, you know, I think back to things like, you know, Apple 1984, all the way up to to the Old Spice guy, right? Like, I mean, all of those things, I think, kind of sit in pop culture now. And those are the things that like B2C creatives aspire to create. And I think as B marketers, like, let's start doing that. Let's start looking outside of our own space, outside of the industry that we're working in to, to find inspiration. And one of the, my favorite places to go is a publication called Communication Arts. And they used to, or maybe they still do, but when I was a young copywriter, they came out with a, an annual, maybe even a quarterly publication that they would you know, ship to you as giant catalog of all of the best, mostly print, but sometimes they put like really great TV scripts, storyboards in there as well. Just like the best advertising that year. And you could go through and you could study that craft. Now they catalog all of these online, which I think is amazing. And one of my favorite places to go now is communicationarts.com. And I go straight to their gallery and I filter it right down to print ads. Because I think for me, print is like just the simplest form marketing, right? It's usually a great image and a great headline. And those two things together create this magic that make you think or feel or like want this thing that's being talked about. And so I love to go there and I, I love to just kind of take a look at some of the great, the great headlines and start thinking about like, okay, what is the crux of that line? And like, how can I write something that makes someone feel that way about, you know, the, about Lassa or about, you know, this, this B2B product. So I think let's really focus on like looking at some of the great B2C advertisers, but also some of the great B2B advertisers and marketers and they don't necessarily have to do, they don't have to be a competitor per se, like look outside of who you are, you know, trying to win against and take a look at what some of those folks are doing. I think Gong and Slack and MailChimp and Metadata all doing great things, but there are others out there, right? Oh, Mutiny. Mutiny is another one that's, that's amazing. OpenSense and DemandWell are another couple of others that come to mind. But think about like where you sit in the market and are there others that aren't necessarily competitors, but that you could take a look at that kind of maybe sit in the same place in their market. So for instance, Lasso is a, a vertical SaaS product built for the events industry. And instead of looking at what other event industry SaaS providers are doing, I might go look at like a Toast, who is a vertical SaaS provider for restaurants, right? They're sitting in a different industry, but trying to do the same thing that we are within their industry, that we are within the events industry. So just kind of starting to think in that way and really studying the greats is really, really important. The second thing I came up with was, you know, B2C creatives, their ideas are big 
and they are based in emotion. So I think something that we do in B2B that does not, let me say that again, something we do in B2B that backfires on us is I think a lot of the times we start with a tactic. We start with, oh, we need a blog post about this, or we need an ad campaign, or we need a landing page, or let's write the next newsletter about this, right? And I think the thing that B2C creatives do that they get right is they know that the idea that is going to create a campaign of some kind is bigger than any single piece within that campaign. So they're sitting down and they're working with their team and they're figuring out what is the idea first? Like what is the thing that is going to get people nostalgic or caring about this subject or, you know, excited about what's to come? They're based in emotion and I don't think we always do that in B2B. I think in B2B, it's like, oh, well, this is the product. It has these features and does these things for you. And we start there rather than starting with, imagine your life with this thing and how much better it would be. Or think of all of the things that you could do or not do if you had this product. Like find that point of emotion rather than trying to sell what the thing does. And really hone in on that idea first before you go anywhere else, before you're deciding where that idea lives. Yes, that idea could absolutely live in a blog post, live in an ad campaign, be a podcast episode topic, become a video series, right? But it could be all of those things at once. And I think when you start with the tactic and not the idea that's based in emotion, you really sell yourself short because you've only seen the tip of the iceberg in terms of what that idea could do or be for you. So, you know, start with that big idea, get that down on paper first, and then dig into like, okay, now how do we execute? What does that become? The third thing about B2C creatives is they are masters at getting buy-in. So something that when I was in an agency and all of my creative peers were really skilled at, was selling in their own ideas. So you would come up with this idea, you would, you know, pour everything into it that you had uh, in terms of thinking and making sure there, you know, it felt really robust and emotional and relatable and fit the brief. And then you can't be afraid of a little bit of like theater or drama or uh, really understanding the problem that you are addressing with this big emotional idea. And I think something that we don't do in B2B really is sell the idea and get that like passion behind it, right? I think a lot of times because we do have to tie it to a business case, because we have to, you know, at least show that this is going to spread some awareness or, you know, help us hit this one goal that we have. We forget the idea can also be exciting. And we ourselves have to exhibit that excitement when we sell it in, right? And get people behind us so that when that idea goes to market, like people are like, man, this is really, this is going to do something big for us, right? I think that's why so many times these creative ideas that B2C brands have, they come off so polished because there's just so much passion behind them. When you sell something in with passion, people want to get behind it, right? And so, you know, I think one of the kind of lines we always had in the agency world was like, if the idea is good enough, someone will find the budget, right? And so I think 
a lot of times if you're a skilled kind of seller of your ideas, you're very getting people to get behind it, give you whatever money it takes to get it made and execute and get it live. So, you know, thinking about how you present your idea, the slides behind it, how you set up the story, giving it a name, giving your idea some sort of handle is really helpful. Um, the, the imagery, kind of the mood that you set inside of your, your deck when you're presenting the idea, all of those things matter. All those things come together and help show off that excitement and that passion that you have for that idea. So, you know, just a, a thought about practicing, really nailing your talk track, I have, <laughs> I've been known to like break out in song to sell an idea in worked. So don't be, you know, too proud to do something silly if the idea is great and you really believe in it. That's really memorable and people love that. All right, fourth and final thing. And this is not to say I think this is right. I think this is something that B2B marketers just need to get better at. Maybe like lean the pendulum this way a little bit more. And this fourth thing is that B2C creatives do not care about measurement at all. And part of that is because, you know, a lot of the upfront work has been done for them, right? Usually a brand manager is coming to them and has already kind of sold in this idea. You know, we need this idea that does X, Y, and Z, right? They're handed a brief and the creative team is handed a brief and it kind of tells them everything they need to know. But the buy-in on that, that led to the business case happened sooner. And so B2C creatives, don't necessarily care about the measurement. Like, how is this going to perform? Typically, what B2C creatives care about is, are people going to talk about this idea? <laughs> That's really what it boils down to. Are people going to, you know, start quoting something that I said that I wrote in this TV script? Are people going to pull this print ad out of a magazine and hang it on their wall? That is what drives a B2C creative. And so I think B2B marketers can can learn from that a little bit, right? Whereas we do still have to track. We're measured on that. We have to drive revenue. That's part of the job. But there are certain things that can't be measured very well that still lead to affinity for a brand, trust in a brand, credibility building that should still be done, even though they can't be easily tracked or measured. And to learn to fight for that a little bit I think would be really, really healthy for, for B2B marketers. And I think to think about the work in a little bit different way, that is, are people going to be using this as like a, I want to do work like X B2B brand, right? Like I want to do work like Gong. So many people have said that I think in the last five years or so. And I think we all want people to think that about our brands. So I think in order to get to that point where people want to do the kind of content and marketing that you do in your B2B role, you have to think a little more like a B2C creative. You have to care a little bit less about, you know, hey, is this actually going to bring in, you know, X number of leads? Who knows? But it's really cool. And people are going to be talking about it because it's different. It does this. It does that, right? It breaks through. doesn't feel like an ad. It, it has a totally different tone than all of, you know, our competitors and what the market is doing, right? All of those things help it get noticed. So those are kind of my four areas, I think, where B2B marketers can think more like B2C creatives. Study the greats. Go out, get inspired by B2B marketers that are doing something really great and interesting and different, but B2C brands that are doing it as well. How can you take what they're doing and put a twist on it for your own B2B brand? Go get inspired. 
Come in with big ideas that are based in emotion. Put the features aside for a bit and think about how someone feels once you have lifted the stress off them that your tool lifts for them. Think of, you know, how someone feels when they're able to take on two new clients instead of one this month because your tool streamlined some process for them, right? Find that kind of seed and work from there. And that's where your idea should come from, not from features. Practice being a master at getting buy-in. Show the passion you have for your ideas as you're presenting it, as you're pitching it. It gets tiring. Sometimes you're pitching four or five people four or five different times because, you know, you share it with your boss and they're like, oh, that's nice. Let's share it with, you know, my boss. And then you're sharing it with them. And then you have to go over here and you have to share it with the sales team because you need their buy-in, right? Like, It's not easy, but I think better that you get at that, the more comfortable you get with really showing the enthusiasm you have for your ideas, the more likely you are to get them sold. And don't care so much about measurement. You can find a way to say, hey, look, you know, I think if we try this, let's just test it. Let's do something on a small scale. Let's go out and, hey, we'll shoot it ourselves and just see if it works. Or I saw this other brand do something similar and they just did a case study about it and they saw a huge, you know, uptick in whatever, right? You can find reasoning that doesn't necessarily have to be about it's going to drive this many leads. I think we should have that freedom as B2B marketers. Now, yes, some things are absolutely going to have to tie back to revenue and demos booked, but there should be a certain amount of R&D that can be done, that can just kind of be done to see what happens and to learn from. So that's a big one as well. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. This was really fun. Solo episodes, desperate times, desperate measures kind of thing. Next week, you'll get to hear from Susan, which is really cool. She'll have a a solo episode. Really excited to hear what that one's about. And uh, after that, we'll be back together again, reunited, and it feels so good. That's marketing, baby. See you soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of That's Marketing, Baby. Like what you heard? Please give us some love with a review. And don't forget to hop into our community list at thatsmarketingbaby.com to get more helpful tips, resources, and thoughts from us. See you next week.